Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always get us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But you can watch us, too. We are over at supertalktv.com on your computer or your mobile device. You're going to want to take your browser there if you're not driving because we're going to play a little game with Rhino coming up next. And we're going to have a little fun here on Good Things. We're going to talk about something that unites and divides us all during this time of year, and that is Christmas movies. Oh, come on now. You love them. You hate them. We have our favorite. We have our least favorite. And then we have our most favorite. And so over on the Good Things Facebook group, I got this conversation slash friendly debate slash all out war uh, started by asking you what is the most overrated Christmas movie, what is the most underrated Christmas movie, and then I want to know your favorite Christmas movie. You can chime in 601-879-4395. The good news is, is we all have one of each of those, and sometimes our favorite overlaps with the overrated or the underrated, depending on what your style of movie is. That is one thing, though, I feel like Everyone has, whether you are huge into the Christmas spirit or not, whether you can take it or leave it with the Christmas music, we all at least like, semi-like, one Christmas movie that we look forward to each year, or we're pleasantly surprised by one if we actually have to sit down and and watch it. So do you look forward to any of the Christmas movies, Rano? Uh Yes and no. Like, it's not something where there's a particular movie that I have to watch every single it. Christmas, but there are a handful. I'd, pro- I'd probably say up to a dozen different movies where if I'm flipping through. And they're on. And it, it's, it's just getting started or it's early on in the movie, I'm going to watch the whole thing. But there's another part of me where some of them, I like them so much where if I, if I catch it and it's halfway over, almost don't want to watch it because I feel like I'm, I'm missing part of the experience. Oh, I'm that way. I'm definitely I'm definitely that way as well. Okay, first I want to get to the fun thing we're going to do, so head over to supertalktv.com. I asked Rhino to get his paddle ready, which here on Good Things means his true or false paddle because we like to sometimes put him through the ringer. One day he's going to surprise me and he's going to hand me the paddle, but I do all, I, I get all the questions, so it wouldn't be fair if, if we switch places. Although... The way my memory's going, I probably could 
still list all the questions and not always get them right. I did good on this one, though. I found this one online, and I got a B plus. I was considered a holiday hot shot because out of 10 questions, I got seven of them right. Now, in theory, it's really, even if you don't know, you got a 50-50 chance when you guess. So that's kind of what I like about true or false questions. And you can play along, too, wherever you're listening to good things. Let's see if Rhino can beat me or if you can beat um, my guesses. And I'll be honest, some of them were just true, false. Let me see what the correct answer is. I can move on with my day. I didn't fully know seven of these, but some of them I did. Okay, true or false. Prior to It's a Wonderful Life, most productions use painted cornflakes as fake snow. True or false. Prior to It's a Wonderful Life. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Most productions use painted cornflakes because your mind probably got stuck right there like now that just feels oddly specific as fake snow so true or false i'm gonna go but just because it's oddly specific this may be a shot in the dark but i'm gonna go true it is true how crazy is that could you imagine being on that production staff and it's like okay we're going into holiday themed movies or winter themed scenes and get out the cornflakes and spray paint and let's get going and then you wonder now I'm very curious in the method behind the madness. Was it spray paint? Did you dunk them in paint? Does the weight of the now painted cornflake fall faster? And who said in the meeting, you know what? Let's save on the budget. Someone probably eating a bowl of cereal that can <laughs> cornflakes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to paint cornflakes and we're going to call it snow. Imagine that, though, as being the prop. Fast forward what? I don't even remember when A Wonderful Life came out. 30 years, 40, 50 years ago? Longer than that. I want to say it was in the 40s, wasn't it? With the um, technology that we have now and the better cameras and up close and HD, you could literally see the cornflake. I mean, it wouldn't. Black and white, it's a lot easier to kind of get away with get away with it. Okay, so that one is true. Next question for you, Rhino. True or false? Though now a Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life, we're sticking with it, was actually, I've already forgot the questions, actually kind of a box office bomb on its release. It lost $525,000. But I want to say I've heard that before, so I'm going to say true. That is true. It was a bomb when it first came out. And then it became one of those kind of like cult classics that kind of caught on as the years went on. And I guess in back in those days, they didn't have too many repeats. So if you made a movie, you were going to get the most out of it in terms of, of reruns. And now many of you would classify that as your favorite Christmas movie. Some of you are being honest. And you'll also classify that as the most overrated. But that would be... You would have to have – that's personal choice in – you can't go against the storyline, right? Like you can't not like it. It is a classic. Right. It's been done and redone and adapted and attempted and yeah. Hallmark wouldn't be here without It's a Wonderful Life in some capacity. But I mean if that's just not your style of movie or if you're Well, it's because it's a very human story. It's not like – another early Christmas movie in Miracle on 34th Street where it still has the magic of Santa Claus and the argument of whether or not the mail is going to him and he reads it and all that kind of stuff. It's a Wonderful Life is a much more 
human-centric story. Instead of having the magic of Santa Claus, you do have some, quote-unquote, magic in there. But it's it's dealing with something that people can relate to a lot better than writing a letter to Santa Claus. And it can be felt, whether it's in black and white or has all the fancy sort of things that we are used to movies now um, also. Okay, another true or false question. wonder how you're doing at home. So he's two for two now if we're keeping score. So in Home Alone, which we watched this past weekend, it is streaming actually on Disney Plus to let you know. The art director's son, oh, I remember this scene, was uh, done up to look like a boy and play the role of Buzz's girlfriend. True or false? And you know, the only, okay, this is not giving away, but the only, me thinking about that, the only scene that I can remember Buzz's girlfriend being in is, is when he goes in the footlocker. And when he goes in the locker. Woof. And, and I thought to myself, and how crazy is this? You couldn't do that these days. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't write that in there these days. Um, but such is life, and there we were, and it was a very prominent photo. And so in I'm gonna go true. You are correct. So if you missed it, in Home Alone, the art director's son, God bless, was done up to look like a boy and play the role of Buzz's girlfriend. I would think that's supposed to be looked up to play a girl and play the role of Buzz's girlfriend because it it looks if you if you I'd just seen it. So that was a very fresh scene in my mind. I, I did just learn that it was not Buzz wearing makeup. Because growing up, I always thought they just took a picture of Buzz and made him look like a girl. And that was the joke. They could not have found children who came from a more diverse gene pool than the kids, all the siblings in Home Alone. They tried zero effort to get them to at all look alike whatsoever. And I always get tickled, too, when we talk about Home Alone, how that just simply wouldn't happen in today's time, like with cell phones and instant connection and everything else it would be you know done and he would be fine facetiming mom and and all the things uh in that way okay last one before the break mike myers was originally cast to play buddy the elf buddy in the film elf true or false could you imagine ah yeah i can't imagine it so i'm gonna have to go with false correct it feels like it was written for will ferrell correct i almost think it May, not was, but there was some synergy already in there. Had I, to have been. I appreciate every uh, interview of him at this time, of Will Ferrell. They all want an elf reboot, and he is like, on my elf's honor, absolutely not. But kudos to him to knowing that like another the, the magic that was the elf, or is, could not be replicated. Well, that, and he went whole hog and, and really pulled off some things in that movie that you think might have been movie magic and it's like no he really ate that much sugar or he really took the the gum and chewed it and it's like he doesn't want to do it again no he doesn't want to do it again but i've got some more um questions for rhino so we're gonna do that again coming up next here on good things This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. What did we learn yesterday? What do elves, Santa's elves, listen to during Christmas time? Rap music. <laughs> I was like, this is what, what I immediately thought of that. I was like, this is what little elves are getting down to at the last minute of the hour for the Christmas season. Don't forget, you can watch good things. We're on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, even Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even watch good things on C Spire TV, which is on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel. But if you're over at supertalktv.com or any of those places, you'll know that we are playing a little game with Rhino today, a little game of true or false. He's got his little paddle. He's going four for four on Christmas movie trivia. And these are some of the classics, and I feel like you've done really well with them. You're going to probably beat my seven that I got correct. But the last question before the break was Mike Myers was the originally was originally cast to play Buddy the Elf in the film Elf. And of course, it was false. You got that correct. So I looked it up because you can't think you you just can't think of anybody else other than Will Ferrell playing Buddy the Elf. I mean, it just you feel like it wouldn't work. And so Will Ferrell was actually never the actor intended to play Buddy and Elf. In fact, according to screenwriter David Burnham, the story and script for the movie dates back to 93. And it was written with Jim Carrey in mind for the favorite Elf. But, you know, he ended up doing The Grinch. Right. But Jim Carrey, I don't feel like... If you look back at all of his comedy movies, his most comedic movies that I can think of coming fast, he's got a little hmm, sass or not a different kind of humor. He's it's not mean. It's slapstick with an edge. It's got he's got a little grit. So he's kind of, you know, he would have why he was perfect for the Grinch. Correct. And so he would have been great maybe with Bad Santa. With uh, what's his face? Who did Bad Santa? <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. So he would make a perfect elf for Billy Bob Thornton. That would be like movie magic made for you know all of us with a sixth sense of humor, but yet still want to laugh and have a good time. So Will Ferrell just has more of that, mm, just warmth kind of humor. You, you genuinely like want yeah, he's to like, like a five-year-old likeable. stuck in a grown man's body he did it perfect right and which is what buddy he needed because if jim carrey would have been buddy he had a throat punched his dad in some of the scenes right it would have we'd had a little bit more aggression out of buddy which i mean maybe it would be a, you know giving you sort of a a different a different take to it but in an alternate universe in an alternate universe absolutely okay so uh, keeping with the elf to keep going, this is number five if you're playing along at home. While filming Elf, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell ended up having trouble getting any sleep due to the amount of sugar he was eating. You set the stage. I'm going to say true. That is true because that's what you were. That's why the movie is so realistic or you feel like he's definitely partaking. Yeah, anytime you saw that ridiculous concoction of whatever he would create, he was actually eating that. Peter Billingsley, the former child star who played Ralphie in 83, A Christmas Story, has a cameo in Elf as one of the supervisors in Santa's workshop. True or false? Uh, I'm trying to think back. Am I seeing his face? I'm going to say true. Correct. I would have to go back and look. 
because we too watched Elf over the weekend. My daughter is at that perfect age where the humor is just right, and still some of it goes over her head, and she thoroughly enjoys um, enjoys it, particularly when it's the kind of comedy where you hide your head under the covers because you're like, is this really fisting to happen? Is he really going to embarrass himself? And yes, he does. I mean, that's the point of it. And so she finds it hysterical. Okay, you are six for six. The Muppet Christmas Carol was the last Muppet movie made after the death of creator Jim Henson. Mississippi Connection for your favorite Christmas movie. Early the Christmas Muppet movie. Christmas Carol was the last Muppet movie made after the death of creator Jim Henson. The way it's worded, it feels it feels true, but I'm fairly certain there have been Muppet movies since then. I guess it may, just may not be. I'm going to say true. You are correct. The way it's, I need, you should teach a class on how to read questions for our kids in school. Well, the think. problem is this only works in like pub quiz and stuff. You try to apply this to a standardized test, you you wind up not doing real great. Because I guess they know a little bit more than what they're, I think they're lead, they're trying to lead you to the answer. Yeah, this is a, a, a fun quiz, so they want you to enjoy <laughs> the experience, whereas a standardized test, they're like, no, we need to know what you know. Hmm. Well, I guess my way. I made a 70. You're already over the the hump with that. Uh, Well, you're out of 70. We got three more uh, true and false to go if you're following along here on Good Things or if you're watching for the the paddle over at Super Talk TV. Okay. Transforming Tim Allen into Mr. Claus for the 94s, the Santa Claus took just one hour. Oh, that's got to be false. Correct. It took hours. Oh, yeah. You, you can't do any prosthetics that look that good on film, and it did it take an hour. Correct. That's why you'll never see a Grinch 2 starring Jim Carrey, because he had PTSD of being in that chair and having to sit still while they put all that makeup on him, because he is not the kind of person that can sit still. Which makes you wonder why they couldn't... I mean, if a movie is only two hours long i know there's so much more that goes into it than that you're thinking why can't you make it in an hour like not in an hour you know in a 16 hour day and let's just get it done he would be a really cranky crunch by the end of the day i get that but you do feel like maybe they get the most out of them once they get them you know fully into character and into costume speaking of the grinch the grinch was depicted in black and white in the original dr seuss book it was director Chuck Jones' idea to make him green for the 66 animated feature. True or false? I wasn't around in 66, so this is a shot in the dark. I'm going to say false. I'm pretty sure the Grinch has always been green. They say true. Well, there we go. There you go. I missed one. You missed one. So you are human <laughs> when it comes to Christmas movies, by barely. But, I mean, think about how – and then you wonder – like Chuck's, what Chuck Jones' vision sort of was. And that's the one thing I think, you know, the kids lose with black and white kind of either TV or black and white uh, books, although I'm not saying we go back in time. But I would have, like, what color would you have made the Grinch? I mean, if it's black and white, I guess you could have been black or white, but it's like in your imagination, you know, wonder how he led. I can't imagine the Grinch any other color but green. Like lilac purple, which is what I cut it. Right. I mean, or sort of, or if you thought more of like um, the abominable snowman, but then that, that just really wouldn't fit with him either. 
or even like sort of just a brown, but then he would just look like a walking otter or something odd. So I can't, like, there's no other color. Yellow would make him too happy. Of all the colors of the rainbow, I just feel like knowing what you, but that's also having an opinion with context. It would have to be a a wilder color. It couldn't be anywhere near a primary color. It has to stick with a secondary, like a green or an orange or something like that. But, yeah, green tends to be the most off-putting color that can still occur in nature, so yeah. Patrick in Louisville has a good point. It does seem like the Grinch is becoming more popular than Santa Claus. I think it's just the new and trendy thing. I also think, you know... He, I mean, there's been a shift in pop culture to appreciate uh-huh. the anti-hero more than the hero. Correct. That's but why Wolverine's so popular compared to somebody like Superman. Hmm. Superman is... By and large, a much better person than Wolverine as characters. But Wolverine's a heck of a lot more popular nowadays than Superman. But would you say Jim Carrey had a lot to do with that? With the Was Jim Carrey's movie, was Jim Carrey's Grinch the last new Grinch? Does that make sense? I don't think so. I think okay. they've made another one since then. Or maybe it's I just... They make a, or remade an animated version of it. Maybe it's because it's... New, it, they, they did. We went to the movies to see it. Maybe it's because it is just sort of new and sort of fresh for for the kids. And it's something, you know, I mean, Santa, I would have to say Coca-Cola really honed in on sort of the Santa um, media marketing there a long time ago. And he may have just been fair game to sort of um, add to things. And again, I guess that's just a sort of a fun twist. But you are correct, Patrick. The Grinch is now like right up there with like Santa in terms of at least kids wanting to go see or having like um, their Christmas um, jammies and things. He has become kind of a beloved. That's why I just think Buddy the Elf couldn't have been Jim Carrey. I'm stuck on that. Like when you think about casting, that would have been a completely different movie. And then Mike Myers, which was part of the trivia question, playing Elf, playing Buddy the Elf. Would you get Austin Pyre, Austin Powers, Mike Myers, or would you get Shrek, Mike Myers, or Shrek, Mike Myers would make a good. Grinch. Or would you get Guru, Mike Myers, or would it be like Cat in the Hat, where it's just, what are you doing, man? Aaron from Madison, but does the but the Grinch does come around to the good side in the end? Yes, he does, but he's still rough around the edges, which you can totally appreciate. All right, keep with us. We got more for you up next. All this Merry Christmas here in my hometown. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
You can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you have that downloaded. But you can also find us on the local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And tonight, you can catch Thunder and Lightning live with Brian Haydad across the entire Supertalk Mississippi network and on the Supertalk TV each Wednesday night starting at 6 p.m. after Sports Talk. Thunder and Lightning covers the Mississippi State Bulldogs like no one else. And, of course, you'll still be able to get daily Thunder and Lightning episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Patrick in Louisville has been listening to good things and says, is there anything Rhino can't answer? And we're well, he's gotten, what, eight out of nine so far. And there was ten total questions to our Christmas uh, movie um, trivia that I had for him, true or false. So the last one, Rhino, to end this, despite being a Christmas film, Miracle on 34th Street was released on July 4th, 1947. I don't know if I can get the exact date no. because they're giving a specific date. I do want to say it came out in the summertime, so I'll say true. Well, it says false. I don't know the exact date either, but I guess false on July 4th, 1947. So you did better than I did, but... May 2nd, 1947. Ah, okay. Well, we'll give you... Like half credit. Yes, because I would have never been confident in that it was in the summer, other than I did feel like either that's a complete and total lie, or that was... You know, had some some form of truth uh, truth to it. You wonder why May. I wonder when Christmas in July kind of started. I don't know what started that, but uh, it would have made a little bit more sense. But there you go. There, there's your quiz. So you got what nine point no eight point five. Correct. I got. I guess my way through seven. So if you if you did the whole quiz and you you know how many you got, you can let us know six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. But over on the Good Things Facebook group, along with on the C Spire text line, you guys have already been answering the question: most overrated, underrated, and favorite Christmas movie. And we'll go ahead and say y'all are already throwing punches about Die Hard. Poor Die Hard, but then also not, because I feel like it gets a resurgence every year just for that simple debate. Some of you, now I should go, no, I'm not going to because my time is precious, but I should go through and there's so many who list Die Hard as overrated, and then there's the Die Hard is underrated, then there's the Die Hard that's your most favorite, and then there's the Die Hard isn't Christmas. I'd, that's the four quadrants. Yeah. That's the four quadrants of Die Hard, and it's like he wore a Santa hat. It was it was snowing cornflakes. Now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! And it was snowing cornflakes. And here we go. You had to have been listening earlier to catch that one, but I don't know. But there are other movies. I mean, you could throw out the debate of what is more of a Christmas movie: Die Hard or Gremlins. Or you've got mail. See, I didn't even think about that one as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And again, I think I've only seen it once. Iron in its Man entirety. three. They list that as a Christmas movie. That's not a Christmas movie. I could kind of see that because I mean he does crash off in the snow with the kid around Christmas time. So basically, what we're saying is, if there is a Christmas scene, or Santa hat, or cornflake snow in the movie. It could technically identify as a Christmas movie. What if it just feels like one? <laughs> L.A. Confidential is also on the list for Christmas movies that aren't. Three, I could see the argument. I don't know that I would put it in the boat, but yeah. Three Days of the Connor. Am I getting that right? I have no idea. I don't even know what that is. The Long Kiss Goodnight. 
Gremlins. A lot of these are suspense films, I think. So Gremlins, though, he's got a Christmas. I mean, he's got a Santa hat on. I would. I mean, I'd go with it. Gremlins would be almost the same movie if it were set in another cold weather month like January. So they're arguing. Oh yeah. That. So like okay, so we added a layer. Whereas the plot point of Die Hard is he's been invited to the coast for the holidays with his estranged family. You wouldn't get invited to the coast with your estranged family unless it was a special occasion. Could you imagine if it had been Thanksgiving or the 4th of July? Or he could have had, you know, his little USA party hat on instead of his Santa hat. Really couldn't have been Easter. It would have been a terrible... <laughs> I feel like a lot of these opinions get hated on about as much as I would get hated on for my overrated choice. What's your overrated choice? I feel like the most overrated Christmas movie of all time is Polar Express. I, I just... I cannot get into that movie i don't understand why it's so popular the cgi has not held up the lifeless eyes of the kids on the train look creepier than they do christmasy and it is kind of weird you load all your kids up on a train and right it doesn't feel nearly as christmasy as 90 it doesn't feel as christmasy as die hard it's a movie about a train going to the north pole with weird CGI. I can I can hold space for that. But I would add the element of, okay, well, now we can make a fake train and bring it to all of your towns and cities and kids can connect with it. And that may be one of the reasons it's held on for so long. What's your most underrated? Uh, for me, the most underrated Christmas movie of all time is Jingle All the Way. Because it... It really does hold a mirror up to nature. It it kind of pokes fun at the commercialization of Christmas because if you remember, Jingle All the Way is the movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's the busy dad that didn't have time to get the one toy that the kid has to have for Christmas. And it's his all-day adventure on the last shopping day of the year to get the number one toy in the world and all the craziness he's got to go through. And eventually, by the end, he figures out that he just needs to spend time with his kid. But the, all the funniness is the... Oh, yeah. I agree it, with Arnold that. Schwarzenegger and Sinbad playing off each other in, in physical comedy is priceless. What about, for underrated, Bill Murray Scrooged? That's probably the best retelling of that story. Bill Murray made a great Scrooge. He'd also made a great Grinch. He'd have made a terrible elf. I'm sticking with it. But he would have made a great elf again for bad Santa. Or he would make a bad Santa. He would make a good... Maybe not... Oh, man, we need that sequel now. We need Billy Bob Thornton with the de-aging technology being mentored by Bill Murray being the original bad Santa. I agree. And then you need Jim Carrey as the elf. But you got to throw in Will Ferrell for like the sweet, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose sort of 
you know, part as well. Yeah, we went down a, a rabbit hole for sure. Y'all are all still fighting over Die Hard. Turbo Man? That's the toy that he's trying to get and jingle all the way. Turbo Man! Turbo Man. Best of all category Christmas. Nobody wants I mean, Booster. They want Turbo Man. You know, a lot are saying over, um, underrated Christmas Chronicles. I agree. That was a really good movie. That was um, a pretty decent movie. I also appreciated the claws and the Santa claws with Tim Allen. Of course, anything Tim Allen does is usually uh, pretty good. But it held up in terms of enjoying. Now, claws is with, um, oh, they never got married, and they have the daughter, and they have blonde hair. Kurt. Kurt. Um, Douglas? Yeah, but maybe. Who did he marry? Not marry. Who does he live with for the last, like, 40 years? She's blonde. They had a blonde daughter, Kate. Okay, that wouldn't be Douglas. Um, no, that wouldn't be Douglas. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Russell. <laughs> wow, we went down a long road, but we got there. He did a really good job as Claus, and she is um, Mrs. Claus, and they work well together. Obviously, they have the chemistry. Ooh, Goldie Hawn. Yes, her. <laughs> This is why I don't have the paddle. This is why I don't do this side of the trivia. I know the answers. They're in my head. I just can't put the word to it to bring it to bring it out. But that's another, you know, you have your bad Santa and your your elf pairing. Your best Santa Mrs. Elf. I mean, um, Mrs. Claus pairing. See, I can't remember her name. I just remember her as Juliet from Lost, but she plays opposite Tim Allen, I think, and I, I really like her Maybe interpretation. Not be- okay, Bess is fine, but like, funny. I'm going back to um, Peg and what's his name, the Bundys. Oh yeah, Al. Al Bundy and Peg would make great Santa and Mrs. And Mrs. Claus. Why did they never do that for a Christmas special? I don't know. It was completely a missed opportunity. It really was for a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun today talking Christmas movies. we got a little bit more for you coming up next. This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. I would say that would be one that's a Christmas movie, not a Christmas movie, that I could get behind and should. I think it deserves its place on the rerun reels during this time of year, and it doesn't get it as much. I feel like... I would watch it if it came on. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't wouldn't seek it out to watch it. Like I'm not going to go find it. But if I came across it or saw it scrolling, I was like, 
Oh, what's the web word up to? You know, it'd be an interesting one for them to redo as well, I think. But didn't they know. try that? Did they? I want to say there was an attempt to to bring it back or gender bend it or something, and it just never got off the ground. You do not need a. I can't think of a Edwina Edwina scissor hands. Absolutely, I'm not going to say absolutely not. So I'm going to throw Alex under the bus because she just left out of here during the break, and she says that her most overrated Christmas movies, which is some of y'all's favorite, is A Christmas Vacation and A Christmas Story. I feel like A Christmas Story, in terms of overrated, is not that it's not a good movie. It's just the cow's dry. It has been milked until it can't be milked any longer. And when you start popping... Maybe overrated is not the right word. Maybe just overplayed. overplayed. Right. It is just, you know, you don't... It's we're Especially now when you can get it coming from so many different directions. And you can watch it any time of the year. And when you start having Halloween costumes that aren't homemade, you can prefab made the, the leg. When you, you know, we have, we have saturated the market with uh, that particular story. But Christmas Vacation, that's one that's, you know... Comedy gold. If you you know if you watch it, it's one worth watching once. But was it the original? Vacate like in that series of movies, which came first? Uh, I want to say Christmas Vacation was the third movie in the series because you had National Lampoon's Family Vacation, Vacation, which is the trip across the country to Wally World with John Candy. Sorry, the Moosehead Front should have told y'all. Parks closed. And which again they tried to replicate and they didn't do a bad job. I appreciate they moved the vacations to different scenarios. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, the second one was European vacation, where they go over to Europe and you have all the similar shenanigans with the tape and the shower and all that, which all gets cut when you see it on TBS. Um, and then you have Christmas, Christmas vacation, vacation, which also has a ton cut out for content to play on TV. Elf will be saturated too, Kurt and Tupelo said. I believe, I think the, you know, talking about the Grinch and his popularity, I feel like it may can get a little, but you mean that, hey, after all these years, Santa's not saturated. I mean, people are still looking forward to him um, and get excited. But I think I may have been the only person to include this movie on my list, whether it be overrated, underrated, or I put it as one of my favorites. Ernest Saves Christmas. <gasps> Forgot about it. Everybody forgets about it. Yeah. Oh, Wayback Machine. Oh. Yeah, that's a good one. That You know, there's some you feel like we need to sit down with these people who choose to put what the reruns are. You got a lot of classics out there that could be revived. And you wonder, too, like if there's not a streaming service. We, I mean, you don't even know. You just go in and type Christmas now on your different streaming platforms and it comes up their new content which isn't terrible i mean some of them they're good there's been several we've talked about here with with tanya on fridays but you almost want just a classic christmas section and i'm sure either netflix hulu whatever may may necessarily have those but that would be fun for your kids to go back and sort of watch and and um and see Oh, I forgot about that one. Ernest is one of the few characters that you can really have him all year long. Because, I mean, you got Ernest Saves Christmas. If you back up to Halloween, you got Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. Michael said 
Christmas vacation was the fourth. Vegas vacation was the third. Yeah, I just double checked, and uh, Christmas vacation was eighty nine. Vegas vacation was ninety seven. Wow. So yeah, Vegas vacation was actually the fourth. And then Christmas vacation came. Oh, so that they were they were that was flopped. Either way, it's a good time of year to enjoy family time watching. For the most part, most Christmas movies are family friendly. For the most part. Die Hard. Depends on if you've got the DVD or if you're watching it on TV. Yeah, if you're watching on TV, that it is family friendly. I don't know how in the rate. We'll have to ask Tanya on Friday. A rated R, like hardcore Christmas movie, would make it. It kind of goes against everything that is the Christmas spirit, which is typically family friendly in nature. Coming out with a good ending. I mean, what is it? What's the new one? Violent Night? Is that the name of it? It's terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> the debate never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. But you got more. Uh, you got Sports Talk coming up next from 3 to 6 with the boys. Don't forget Thunder and Lightning. Stick around for that at 6 p.m. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.